What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copan. It's October 11, 2021, and this is Lift and Learn episode 56. In this episode, I'll be talking about ways to avoid obesity and why they say free weights are the best when it comes to exercising. Before that, though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at liftandlearnpodcast, on Twitter, at liftandlearnpod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. Alright, so right off the bat, yeah, this podcast episode is a little bit late. I went on a little mini vacation this week and had an absolutely great time. And today is actually Thanksgiving in Canada on this special Monday podcast episode, since I clearly missed getting this up on Friday by a long shot. But yeah, that's because I went on a vacation this week, and then when I got back, my weekend was super packed with work and training clients all weekend. But man, I've been working hard for the past few weeks, so this vacation actually came pretty clutch, actually. I don't want to give you all too much FOMO, so I'll just recap a bit of what I did, or what I think are the highlights of this trip. So I went to Punta Cana for a few days, and I've been there once before with some college friends, and that was probably like six years ago now at this point, but this trip was a bit better, probably because I wasn't just straight up drinking for eight days straight. I got to chill by the pool and some great weather. I got to even pet and even kiss some dolphins. I didn't get to swim with them though because I was too scared even though they had these waist life jacket things but I decided not to do that part so I just stood on the side there was like a platform there and I was with a group of people and just petted them which was still pretty cool it was pretty amazing how well the dolphins were trained so yeah what else did I do okay so it wasn't all inclusive so I had a few mornings where I woke up at like 6 a.m. to go work out in this little gym but they did have actually some pretty good machines in there and they had enough dumbbells to hold me over for a week honestly I could have went the whole time without working out but I felt like I had to just do a little bit of work so I did that in the mornings before breakfast which was the best meal of the day usually But yeah, if you do have a vacation for a week or so, I don't really think it's essential for you to actually work out. Especially if you're going somewhere hot where you're going to be pretty active anyway. The break from the gym might actually benefit you. But I did decide to work out a few days, very light intensity, and then I headed over to the breakfast by myself, basically. I had all-you-can-eat crepes and mangoes and churros which were good, plus the server, or the guy at the breakfast buffet, recognized me every time and gave me some avocado, which actually wasn't at the buffet. 
The food there is a little bit different though compared to over here with our western diets which I figured out pretty quick. The eggs weren't really salted and sugary foods weren't as sugary as they are here in North America. I even went to Cinnabon actually at the airport on the way home and even that was a little bit different. That white like sugary sauce on top wasn't nearly as sweet as I'm used to but it was still good. I had some great dinners at the resort too. Man, I had this calamari at this spot that was so good. So yeah, I worked out a bit, had some good food, ended up playing two rounds of golf at this course nearby. It was called Coco Tal, and it was absolutely gorgeous out there. I didn't play my best. I shot like a 109 the first time and 108 the second time. Not the best, but I still enjoyed myself regardless. We had to rent clubs over there actually since we didn't bring our own so I got to try out these tailor-made M2 clubs which are so much better than mine. They also had clubs I never had like I don't have any wedges in my own golf bag or a real driver so that was good to use. I might have to pick up some of those wedges like a 56 degree club which led to some great and bad shots for me but With practice, I should be able to get better with that one for next season. That's about it though, really. I got to chill by the beach. There was a little water park there that I went to a few times. And if you know me, I don't know how to swim. But I tried my best to learn a little bit while I was there. And I think it was actually pretty successful. So the main pool area, just outside of my room, it's actually pretty shallow. Like, it came up to my upper chest area. And at first, I was really practicing how to tread water, but still couldn't get it down pat. But I did manage to learn to doggy paddle over the week. And I was able to swim from end to end. So it was about, uh, I don't know, 20 to 30 meters. And I did that doggy paddling the whole way without touching the ground. So I'll call that a success. However, that did leave me completely out of breath because that was actually super tiring, but I'm still proud of myself. Overall, 10 out of 10 experience. Oh, I didn't even mention the room, which was actually crazy. It was really nice, plus we were on the top floor and we had a jacuzzi in the back, like on the balcony. It was unreal, and I went in there probably four times or so, just because I probably won't get the luxury to do that again for a while. So, since I was on that vacation, I didn't really get to watch any baseball this week, but man, what an end to the regular season for the Blue Jays. It literally came down to the last day. The Blue Jays absolutely smacked Baltimore for... I think the final three games of the season, but it just wasn't enough to make the playoffs. On the last day, the Jays had an early game. They won their game quick, so them making the playoffs depended on either the Red Sox or the Yankees losing their last game. Boston ended up winning, and then the Yankees ended up winning too, since Aaron Judge had a walk-off hit to send him to the playoffs. It was a sad day for, or sorry, it was a sad way for the Blue Jays to not make the playoffs, but the future is looking pretty bright as long as they keep this core group together. The bullpen does need a little bit of work since they blew it a few times this season, and if you really look back on it, I do remember one game where there was a routine ground ball to Marcus Simeon, and 
that play could have ended the game. It would have literally been the last out of the game, but he messed up the throw, and the Blue Jays actually did lose that game. Oh, what could have been. I'm not sure if Simeon will come back to Toronto because he was only on a one-year deal, but he had the best season of his career and was arguably the best, uh, second-best player on the roster. Maybe someone on the team can convince him to stay instead of going somewhere else, like the Yankees for a huge paycheck, or maybe somewhere like the Dodgers to chase that ring. Yeah, we had a pretty good team this year, but like I said, the team is also super young, so if we can keep the core together, I'm sure they can go on a playoff run eventually, as long as the Yankees don't end up getting Shohei Otani or one of the huge free agent names like they usually do. I don't know, I guess we'll talk about this more whenever the actual offseason for baseball starts. But now that the Jays aren't in, I probably won't be watching baseball until the last game of the World Series because it's so damn boring to watch if your team isn't playing, in my opinion. Something I did watch was the Blackhawks preseason games, and man, I know I've said it before, but I'm excited for this season to start. Tyler Johnson could end up being one of my favorite pickups of the offseason. Hopefully he can make the power play a little bit better. He did have some good chemistry with Taves the few times I've seen them on the ice together. Plus, our new goalie, Marc-Andre Fleury, made some huge highlight reel saves over the preseason, and I got to see some of that. So we'll see how the team does this year. Even the Raptors got in some preseason games this week, and even they're looking pretty good. The media doesn't have them making the playoffs, but I think they have enough pieces to at least make it that far. I mean, the East is such a weak division. Dragic and Precious Achua look like good pickups, and Scotty Barnes had some actually some pretty good games this week. I think Coach Nurse could get them into the playoffs. He has a lot of young talent to work with this year, and they have some championship experience with Van Vliet leading the way, so hopefully Pascal Siakam can just do his job out there instead of trying to be the star of the team. They just all need to play together, and I think they have enough offense to get it done. I'm sure the defense will be great this year with those young bodies and just overall just tall and lanky guys with huge wingspans. Should be interesting to see how that zone defense works. And, oh, I actually saw Kyle Lowry play some games for the Miami Heat. Yo, I actually miss him already. Question 1. What are some strategies to lose weight in the long run? I'm going to give you the two biggest secrets when it comes to weight loss or avoiding obesity in your future. The thing is, when it comes to avoiding obesity or becoming overweight, you've probably heard it before. You should be doing some form of resistance training, some cardio, and you should be in a caloric deficit because that's the way you lose weight. The thing is, it's hard for most people to do those things, and there's really two things, I think, that are going to be the key to achieving a goal like this. And we'll start with the first thing I want to talk about, and that's going to be consistency. This is what it's going to take. You have to be consistent when it comes to following your own diet. I don't mean some diet you pulled off the internet or something like keto because you heard that that'll get you leaner or lose weight. Or maybe you read that intermittent fasting is the way to go. 
then listen up, especially if you're one of those people who have repeatedly tried to lose weight in the past and you feel like you're just running around in a circle. If that sounds like you, then you need to try something else and you're going to have to learn to just track your food for a week, analyze it, and figure out what your maintenance calories are. If you gained weight over that week of tracking, then decrease the amount of calories you eat the next week by a tiny bit, maybe 200 calories daily or something like that. Start slow with the deficit and go from there. But whenever you do figure out your own calories or macros to hit, hit them as consistent as you can. Don't just do it for five days, maybe just during the week. And then by the time the weekend comes, you just go a little crazy because you think you deserve a cheat meal, which ends up turning into a cheat day or even a whole cheat weekend. That might not work for you, and that could be your own downfall right there. It's about being consistent and planning your meals ahead of time. I'm not saying be super strict with what you eat, but if you're trying to lose weight, you're likely going to have to make some sort of sacrifice for an extended period of time. That's just the way it goes. That also doesn't mean that you should be in a caloric deficit forever until you reach your goal. You'll have to be in a caloric deficit to lose weight, yeah, but you're going to have to go up and down with calorie intake because you'll likely need at least some diet breaks down the road if you're consistent for a while, and that's okay. So the other secret when it comes to losing weight or getting in shape is going to go hand in hand with consistency, and that's patience. You're not going to get to your goal without a lot of patience along the way. This is really with anything in life, whether it's being good at your job or getting strong, which also takes a lot of time. And unlike what the media is trying to tell you where you can look exactly how you want to in two months or less, it's going to take a long time when it comes to losing a lot of weight. The thing is, if you're only 30 or 40 years old at this point, there's a chance that you've been overweight since high school. In that case, you can't just expect to undo half a lifetime of you being overweight or obese. You can't really expect it to be gone in a few months or even up to a year. It could take longer depending on where your starting point is. So yeah, it could take a long time and even when you get there, there's going to be a pretty high chance if you are obese that you're going to have to deal with loose skin at some point, which is something that you can tackle when you get there. If you do plan on losing weight, realistically, the best way is to find a calorie or sorry, calorie deficit or a strategy where you're losing 0.5 pounds to 2 pounds of weight per week. And that doesn't sound like much, but that's the safest way to do it, and that'll ensure that you're losing more body fat as opposed to losing more lean body mass and muscle, which you don't want to happen. That's why patience is so important especially with all of these simple weight loss solutions you might see all the time where you'll lose 10 pounds of weight or whatever in a few days, it's going to be much more sustainable and safer on your body if you approach weight loss slowly. And these two points become pretty obvious when you look at something like a show you might have seen before, like The Biggest Loser. They go through crazy and brutal intensity sessions or training sessions for a few weeks or months on end, depending on how far into the show they get. The thing is, those coaches on those shows are doing it all for the TV and for entertainment purposes. 
yeah, obviously it's cool to see these people working hard and giving everything they have to the point where they're like puking. But, and they lose all of this weight so quickly, but usually they don't really have a long-term goal. They're in a severe calorie deficit and exercising super hard during their time on the show. Yeah, some of them will lose a lot of weight, but if you Google and see who actually keeps the weight off after the show, the percentage is actually pretty low, and that's because they don't really learn or develop any long-term strategies when it comes to losing weight. Working that hard and pushing that kind of intensity every day, restricting your eating that much, that's not going to last forever. You're going to burn out. And that's why patience and consistency are so important. Depending on your starting point, it could take a few years to burn it off. That's just the bottom line. Initially, yeah, you might notice a lot of weight coming off, but eventually that progress will get slower. And that's why patience is going to be the key. If you keep cutting and cutting calories, you're going to hit a wall when it comes to weight loss. That's why you need to go in and out of that calorie deficit. And that comes uh, with switching up your training at times and your calories at times. I said earlier, you're not going to be in a calorie deficit forever if that's your goal because your body will eventually adapt to that. So remember that if you're trying to lose weight, especially if it's a lot of weight, consistency with training and diet, along with having a lot of patience, is going to go a long way, especially when it comes to your own sanity. Establishing those realistic goals of losing 0.5 to 2 pounds of weight per week is going to be ideal in the long run. Question two, why do they say that free weights are king or the best to do? So this question is basically asking free weights, meaning dumbbells and barbells and even kettlebells versus machines, which one's better? The short answer is that the free weights are the better of the two and I'll explain why. Honestly, if you're in the gym working pretty hard, even if you're just using machines, you can still get into pretty damn good shape. The thing is, it might take a longer amount of time in, uh, in terms of time spent in the gym and how many more months or years it could take to achieve your goal. So it could take longer to get to your goals if you're solely just using machines. Think about something like a barbell squat, which is going to be a free weight exercise versus something like a leg extension. With the squat, you're working so many muscles, quads, hamstrings, glutes, and your core while the leg extension is mainly just working the quads while those other muscles aren't getting much activation or stimulation at all. If we're talking about a barbell squat, a hack squat would be a decent alternative or a leg press, but the research does show that squatting, doing that compound movement with free weights, will build more muscle and will burn more fat. The difference might not be much, but it is there. That's not to say that you can't build a great physique using a hack squat or a leg press, but the squat is going to be more effective as a main exercise, but, uh, and that's why you should be doing it. So if you're pressed for time, you would be better off choosing the free weight alternative of whatever exercise it is, as opposed to the machines if you're trying to get more bang for your buck. Another thing about machines is that when you're using a machine, you're usually stuck in one kind of motion. Basically, wherever the machine takes you, it's like a linear movement. You have to move your body to how the machine is structured or the way it makes you move. You're forced to move the way the machine moves or the way the machine is designed. 
But the thing is, machines have their own benefit as well. They're not just completely useless. They're great in terms of ease of use purposes, so they're great for beginners. So remember that both machines and free weights are going to both be valuable when it comes to becoming more healthy, which should be a part of everyone's long-term goal. So machines are good to have in your routine still, especially when it comes to isolation movements because they target specific areas of the body without the need for you to stabilize your body, and there's not much of a learning curve there. Compare that to free weights like dumbbells or barbells, which is going to require power and strength, along with stability, which is going to translate more to your day-to-day life. And that's because you have to move that weight and use your stabilizing muscles to move it, whether that's a squat, a bench press, a row, or something like an overhead press. Machines are also usually built for an average human being. So if you're under like five feet or something and maybe over six feet tall, some machines just might not work for your body frame or your body shape. Another benefit to using free weights like dumbbells, barbells, and kettlebells, they're going to work with everyone. Now, machines can be effective for some people because there is a little bit of a learning curve when it comes to using free weights. So if you're new to exercise, yeah, you should still be working and trying to improve Uh, your exercises with free weights, but the machines are generally easier to use and require less of a learning curve if it's set up properly. Still though, I do believe that most people, even if they are starting on machines, you should also be trying to progress to incorporate some free weights into your routine as well. With the free weights, you're going to be working more muscles throughout your body generally, Again, machines can be great, especially for isolation exercises, but you're going to get more out of the exercise if you do a free weight variation. Machines do have their place, though. They're great to add in variety into your workouts and extra volume into your workouts. Your workout plan should be centered around free weights, but machines do have their place within the routine, especially if you compare something like a dumbbell fly compared to a pec deck or even cable flies. With the dumbbell fly, it's going to be tough at the bottom of the movement, but when you're at the top, and I've said this before, there isn't really much tension there, and that's because gravity won't be affecting it too much since your joints are going to be stacked on top of each other. And this is where machines will have their place. With a pec deck, you'll have that constant tension there. And even with cable flies, you have that same constant tension. Plus, you can adjust where the tension is coming from, whether that be high or low. So you're able to hit your chest from multiple angles that way. If you're someone who usually only uses machines in the gym, and because you're hearing this right now, you're going to decide to use whatever free weights next time you're in the gym then I just want to caution you a little bit. If you're used to using machines and you're going to switch over to free weights, then just remember to keep it light at first. You might be able to push 100 pounds on the chest press machine, but you might only be able to do 40 or maybe even 30 or 20 pounds or maybe even lighter when you use dumbbells. So start off light and increase weight as you feel more comfortable and make sure that your form is good as well. And you can prepare yourself for your workouts by watching form videos on YouTube of whatever exercise you want to do. And then you can practice those movements at home before going into the gym if you can. Another benefit when it comes to free weights is that it could translate more to your daily life. 
it trains you to become more functional. That's why, if you can, your training should be based around free weights, but a combination of the two is going to be superior, and that's in terms of building muscle and losing fat because of that variety aspect. Going back to the squat again, yeah, that's going to be great for overall leg development, but it'll be good to toss in some sets of hack squats and leg press as well, just to switch things up every now and then and add a little bit of extra volume. So free weights are going to give you more bang for your buck, but machines still do have their place within your routine. You should generally have a good mix of both in your training, but it would be smarter to have your training centered around using free weights most of the time if you're looking to build muscle and burn fat the best and fastest way possible. And that concludes episode 56 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast.